Hello everyone, welcome to SIDPOD, a podcast by the Residence Life staff at the Catholic University of America. I'm Victor David. I'm Jenna Radkins. And I'm Mamadatu. We are community directors and professional staff here at the university. Our goal with this podcast is to connect with the members of the Catholic University community and share what is going on in our lives, in residence life, the university, and the field of higher education. In our 11th episode today, we're going to be discussing the Center of Cultural Engagement. And with that, we have a special guest for today's episode. We have Javier with us. Hello, Javier. Hello. Hi, hi. How are you? Good. Thank you for having me here this morning. Uh, It's a joy to be with friends and, uh, you know, and and sharing about one of my, uh, obviously, one of my favorite places here on campus, the CCE. Yes. Oh, so excited. That's good. Why did you want to kind of give some background about you and maybe your journey to the CCE at Catholic? Sure. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I always begin with uh, the early stage, you know, the early days. It, uh, began, so uh... it all began back in many years ago. I won't say how many, uh, because it's every year it gets harder and harder to acknowledge that. I'm getting oh my God. Um, yeah. So I'm originally from Peru. Um, I came to the United States when I was about 12 years old. Um, and grew up in Southern California, sunny Southern California. Um, I lived in California for about 15 years. Uh, went to uh, undergrad at Loyola Marymount in LA, mm-hmm. and then worked for a couple years after graduation, and then decided to go back to school, uh, do my master's, and I landed at Georgetown here in DC. Mm-hmm. I came to DC area back in 2007, with plans of going back to California after getting my master's, but then uh, during those two years, I met this girl from Venezuela, and she like completely changed my plans. <laughs> oh. Yeah, oh, that's yep, yep. So uh, you know that is one one thing I, I got to caution. You know, if, if you go out and do things, you meet that person will change your life uh, initially mm-hmm. for the better. So we have two kids. I've uh, been. Uh, actually, my kids just had their birthdays this summer. Oh. My daughter turned seven. My uh, my boy turned four just a couple of days ago, oh, and so he's Happy been milking birthday. the whole birthday week. Thing. <laughs> yeah, it is a birthday week for sure. Yeah. Do it. Right. Do it. Yeah. So, and and he's also milking the baby thing, you know, because yeah. um, it's a really funny story. My daughter, uh, a couple months ago, when she turned seven, the night before she turned seven. Um, I took her, you know, I picked her up, brought her to bed. We did the whole, you know, read the story, all that little routine prayer and everything. So next morning I wake up, she wanted breakfast in bed. So I go make her breakfast. You know, we come in, do the whole, you know, happy birthday. She has her breakfast. I reach out my arms to pick her up and carry her. And she tells me, no, daddy, I am too old for that now. (laughs) One night, you know, within a few hours, I lost my little baby. So my little four-year-old has been milking it. He's like, I'm still a baby. (laughs) You can carry me. Yep, so he reaches out those little arms and says, daddy, can you carry me? And I can't say no to that. So I've been carrying quite a bit, so... Uh, yeah, so I have two kids, uh, you know, a wonderful, wonderful woman uh, from Venezuela, my wife, who uh, puts up with me. Uh, she's a great, great woman, great, uh, great person in my life. And um, yeah, we've been, uh, you know, we, we've been back in the D.C. area for about five years, six years now. Uh, we used to uh, live in New Jersey for a while. Yeah. Jersey, love Jersey. I miss it. I miss the food. I miss the people. Great, great, great place. Um 
And so we've been back here for about six years. Uh, I started here at Catholic two years ago after working in the Archdiocese of Washington, doing, uh, leading the Office of uh, Cultural Diversity and Outreach that had just opened over there. And uh, you know, after a few, uh, after some years, I decided to start venturing into other directions. And this opportunity opened up, and uh, you know, it, it gives me. Uh, I, I love where I am right now because it gives me the opportunity to work more uh, closely with young people. Uh, it's been one of the joys in my life to always work with young people. I used to do youth ministry, and was involved in uh, youth and young adult ministry work for many years. Um, so to be back, to be on campus, to do more direct uh, work with young people and mentoring, um, you know, and just uh, supporting them as they're trying to, uh, you know, meet their academic goals and their just professional goals and, and really to give shape to their lives. Um, I feel it's a real privilege for me to be where I am. So, um, yeah, so I'm excited, you know, uh, to be starting this year uh, again. Uh, this will be basically my third year here on campus. And I'm looking forward to seeing the growth that we're going to, uh, you know, uh, accomplish this year. Great. Oh, awesome. Nice. Love to hear people's backstories. Yeah. So. so nice. Nice. How has your experience been at the CCE since you started? Uh, it's been, you know, it's been a, a mix of just a lot of rewarding experiences and conversations with students. Uh, it's always great, you know, to learn about their uh, their journeys, to learn about their goals, um, how they got to where they are, um, and it's just uh, it's just been really rewarding, as I said, um, you know, to be a piece, uh, as small as it can be sometimes, you know, even just being an ear uh, when they're having a tough time. Um, so all those experiences are really great. I think um, there's also been challenges in the sense of trying to figure out where do we um, where do we fit in, in the life of our campus? Because um, a lot of times the, the, the needs of our students are so vast and the resources that, that we have within the CCE, um, you know, are limited. And so at times it's, it's difficult for me um, to be there sitting and, and talking to students and trying to figure out what they need um, while not having, you know, all the answers or all the tools that we need um, to, to help them through. Um, so it's been challenging in that sense that, you know, I, I wish that there was a lot more that we could do. Um, but I also, I also recognize, uh, you know, as, as the center has only been around for four years, this will be our fifth year, um, that every year we continue to grow and continue to get more resources and continue to get the tools that we need to better accompany our students. So, um, yeah, so, I, you know, I take those challenges uh, with an understanding that there are opportunities for growth. Um, and, and they're basically opportunities to, to help guide the, the work that we do as well. So, um, so yeah, so it's, it's been, I guess, you know, if, <laughs> if you really think about it, um, it's, been, it's been good overall. Um, challenges just come with the territory, and, yes. and we just, you know, we just roll with it. Oh, yeah. And I think that, that's kind of like the struggle, I think, of student development in any capacity. It's like you, you especially you get so connected to these students and mm -hmm. you want to just like give them like so much and it's like there's always a limit to so it, it, it's just a hard thing to wrestle with. Yeah and, and I mean for me it you know it's, it's a lot more uh, for, for me it becomes very personal because um, a lot of times I see my story and their stories right. Mm -hmm. Uh, in terms of being the first one in the family to go to college, in terms of being an immigrant, in terms of being, 
uh, sometimes you, you know, in some cases, uh, students who are undocumented and, and lack the resources that they need. So that really is my story as well. Um, so when they're sharing their struggles, even if it is at home that, you know, their parents are giving them a hard time or they're not, uh, their parents are not understanding their choices in terms of the area that they want to study. Um, because for a lot of parents, it's like you go to college to become a doctor or, or a lawyer or mm -hmm. something. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, the child says, I want to study theology. <laughs> and it's like, oh, well, what do you do with that? Or, you know, I want to do philosophy. So what do you do with that? Um, even having all those conversations, you know, I, as they're sharing with me, I, I think back of my own journey. And I'm like, man, I wish I had somebody who helped me through this uh, when I was young. So in some way, for me, it, it, it's a joy and a rewarding experience. Um, you know, to be able to be that presence for them. And hopefully that helps, even if it's just a little bit, to make the journey a little bit easier. Um, but, you know, yeah. Oh my gosh. Is anyone else thinking of Hamilton right now, by any chance? Have you seen Hamilton? Uh, well, so I, it? Yeah, no, I saw half of it. Uh, I know it's, it's being streamed on Disney Plus, not, not that I'm plugging, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of plugged it. Yeah, you have to have a hundred percent plug in. I'm official sponsor of Hamilton slash Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah, I saw half of it. I, I still haven't finished it, but it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty good. Yeah. Oh my gosh, there's a whole part at the end, and there's a line of like, in their eyes, I see you, and like that's not ah. thinking. It's like, but, you know. All about legacy and what you do for others and how does that pass on and ripple effect into other people and yeah so we don't think of it because i you know <laughs> that's for another podcast for another there, there should episode. be just the hamilton podcast <laughs> <laughs> that's my next passion that, project yeah. it's just hamilton club it's a sister one to sit pod so <laughs> oh my gosh um yeah i mean i think you, you bring up a lot of good points javier what are what do you feel like your goals are for the Center for Cultural Engagement this year? Like, what are the things that you're focusing on specifically? Yeah, so <clears throat> obviously we have, um, it, it's a different time, right? Um, uh, it's a unique time in many ways, um, given the circumstances where we are, um, all the different needs. Uh, you know, we're only going to have freshmen this, at least for this first semester. Yeah. Uh, we'll be very hopeful about <clears throat> the second semester. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, in terms of, you know, like the goal of, of where I see the office is, uh, I see the office as this place where, you know, uh, I always use this phrase, I say, uh, this is where stories come to life. Mm -hmm. um, so I want this, continue to uh, make this space uh, a safe place in the sense that everybody feels welcome here. Uh, everybody experiences um, this, um, you know, not just feeling welcome, but belonging, um, you know, and, and I don't mean it just like physically in the office, um, but I really hope that through their interactions and their experience um, with the CCE, students can really feel part of our wider community, um, because I think, you know, CCE, my hope is that it becomes uh, every year uh, a little bit of, uh, bigger in terms of uh, a more important part of our wider community, right? So that it's not just this space that a few students um, access, um, but it really becomes a space that all students know it exists and all students recognize the value of the work that we do in terms of supporting students on their journey um, and being with them um, you know, throughout their four years and beyond. 
Um, so I really, I really see this place as, you know, um, a market where um, people come with their journeys and, and share with one another, grow with one another, challenge each other to grow, to respect each other, um, and really to look out for the common good. And those are values that we espouse on this campus. So that's why I say when people feel welcome and included and a sense of belonging here in this place, um, my hope is that you know that also uh, happens in the wider community and wider campus. Because one of the things that I've uh, heard from students, uh, particularly students of color who come to um, Catholic, is that they feel invisible, they feel out of place. Um, you know, oftentimes they don't see themselves represented within the faculty, within the staff. And it's challenging, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to be in a place where, where you feel alone. And so if in any way that we um, in the CCE can help with that, um, you know, allow students to encounter each other, to build this uh, family, right? And from this point, um, to take that experience into the wider community, to know that they have home, that they have a place, that they are an integral part of the tapestry of our community. Um, that's what I wish, that's what I want, that's what I, I try to you know, focus the work to make our students um, know that, you know, that they belong, that this is, this is their home, this is their community. And so, yeah, that was, uh, I don't know if that made, hopefully that made sense. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like I go in circles when I no, yeah, absolutely. Oh, it totally does. You even had, um, you were talking about art that you even want to bring into the, the yeah. CCE, that, and, and if, you, if you're trying to be more represented, some of the art that you talked about might be yeah. as well. So, you know, I have a lot of dreams. Uh, for, the, for those of you who are listening and haven't been to the CCE, you do know that our space is limited, right? One of my, one of my dreams, wild dreams, is that we'll tear down some of these walls um, and expand the size of the office mm -hmm. yeah. um, and, and create more room. Um, but as it is, you know, the space here, um, it, it's, a, it's a hangout space, you know. Um, students come here and they study, they share meals. Uh, we have programs in here. You know, we do a lot of things with this little space. And one of the things when I first came here, um, I found a lot of empty walls. And so I'm a person, if you go into my office, you will uh, experience colors everywhere. I have tapestries, I have photos, I have a bunch of stuff in my, in my little nook. Um, <laughs> and I feel like this space should be an extension of that in the sense of just, you know, have a lot of color, have a lot of art, have a representation of all the students on our campus. So slowly we're building that. So we have all the flags of the world around mm -hmm. the office. Yeah. We have some pieces of artwork um, that, you know, I've collected. We're going to start bringing in more photos of students um, just to decorate our walls. Um, but I also, you know, uh, I want to bring in more artwork that represents the different communities, the different students that we have on campus. Um, and, and really just, you know, um, makes, going back to that um, feeling of being invisible, um, at least creates uh, an opportunity for students um, to see themselves reflected even if it's on a painting, even if it's, you know, um, in, in, in a piece of artwork somewhere. Um, so that, you know, so I want to create that. 
Um, so that being said, you know, I really want to tear down this wall and move over. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, that'd be so fun. <laughs> that would be nice. That would be so much fun. Yeah. Um, actually, something I was going to bring up that um, we, so we did in training, we did the cultural iceberg with our RAs. Mm. And I was, I was kind of curious, too, to hear what you three, us three would say about, like, how did that go in our small groups during training? Mm. Um, is that, that's something that you did specifically with our first-year students yeah. during orientation. Um, and it was, I, like, I had such a ball with that activity with the REs because I think a lot of students, particularly students who are not students of color, so students who are white, I think a lot of times don't think that they have a culture. Mm. And then doing this activity it completely highlights how every single individual has a culture and that I, I just thought the activity was so much fun. So I, I would kind of be curious to hear like, how have your, all of our experiences been doing that activity with folks and because they're all the people who come back to campus this year are limited and it sounds like most, if not all have done that activity. So it could be a cool connecting point. Javier, do you want to kind of explain what the iceberg? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good point, yeah. Sure. Sure. The so the the cultural iceberg is this notion. You know, if, if you think of culture as this iceberg, um, when you look at an iceberg, you have this little tiny piece that floats uh, above the water. Uh, but when you look beyond below the surface of the water, there's this huge part of the iceberg that you know you can't see it. Um, and so that that kind of represents culture because there are elements of a person's cultures that are easily uh, identifiable, right? Like music, language, um, you know, some behavior, foods, all these different visible things of a culture uh, are easy to pick up. But then there are other things below the surface that are harder to pick up. And those are like the value systems, um, the notions of God, notions of fairness, notions of justice. Um, you know, even even the way that uh, you relate in families, um, you know, power structure, how you view work, all those different things are affected by your culture and how you're raised. And so <clears throat> a lot of those things just remain below the surface. And oftentimes we're not aware of it. No. Um, and one of the things that I like to say is that, you know, when two people of different cultures come together, if you can visualize two icebergs kind of coming together, before the icebergs meet above the surface, before that clash happens, there's a clash taking place below the surface. Mm -hmm. So when two people from different backgrounds are coming together, um, the problem is not on the top. You know, the problem becomes on the bottom because there's a clash in value system. There's a clash in ways of doing things and interpretations of the world and all these different things. And so that's that's because we're not aware of that happening, oftentimes we take it out on the top. Mm. And we say, well, we don't want that. We don't want this music, or we don't want this, you know? And uh, and really what's happening is like, there's a battle underneath the surface <clears throat> that we're not addressing. And if we begin to address that battle underneath the surface, then we can recognize the beauty of what's above and then begin to have a more integrated um, community where we value each other's practices and traditions uh, instead of um, many times demonizing them, right? Because they look strange to you or they look different. Um, but there's a lot of beauty in someone else's culture. So, um, yeah, so yeah. in a nutshell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. And yeah. The yeah. whole point of the activity is like the students, you fill in, like you fill in the top part of the, of the iceberg and then you fill in all the deeper stuff for the iceberg and then a lot of chance for self-reflection and kind of like who makes me, or what makes me who I am. Um, 
so when you all like talked about that with students, how did that how did that conversation go? What was it like? It went, it went really well. I mean, I think RAs in general, we um, had some really good conversations. Like, we, I, uh, for my small group, we broke out into different pairs, different groups, and things like that. Talked about our own specific um, icebergs, and you know, as they filtered out, as Jenna had said. And I thought it was kind of interesting because I tried to pair it up with people who, you know, who initially I thought could be very different from one another, at least personality-wise. And I could get the sense that, like, at the very core, they really respected each other, right? Mm -hmm. And even though that they were different, had different worldviews, different, seemingly different personalities or interests, um, at the core, they were really respectful with one another. They listen to each other, they recognize each other's value, and uh, we're able to connect in, in many ways, and I think that's a good idea, Javier, that you said that, you know, I think once we um, come together, people's icebergs come together, um, you'll realize there are some commonalities that you can draw upon to really connect you to a larger community, um, as opposed to just focusing on um, certain aspects that might be differences or um, the top of the iceberg that might just be completely physical, so. Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we discussed how a lot of times, you know, the, the focus is so much on what is above the surface and what are those things and that there's almost, um, I don't know, there's almost a fear of naming what is below the surface, and what are those, you know, you know, very deep, you know, those those deep-seated, you know, things about uh, one's culture, you know, their own personal values, the way that they see how the world should work, things like that, um, and how people seem almost afraid to, you know, name what those are because, you know, very they there's almost a conflict within themselves as a you know between what is above and what is below uh, the surface and. Um, it, it it comes down to you know putting yourself in in an environment where you are able to you know a recognize what is below the surface and b being comfortable enough or being open enough to, to say what they are um, so that so that the focus as you said isn't just on you know what is what is visible what is easily um, what is easily perceived. Um, so yeah, I think uh, Matt, like you said, you know, I think our RAs, you know, really, really do, you know, value each other, and um, there's, and I think have become very uh, comfortable and open with each other, and so I hope that's, you know, the kind of environment that they are then able to foster within our, you know, within our residential community, and that hopefully permeates to you know, the community beyond our residence halls. And I had similar experiences too. I don't want to like take up too much time, but I think yeah, I think it was just people kind of they realized like the the difference between the the, the big deep rooted things like where either where my family comes from or um, or what my belief system is, but then or down to like the style of edu education they've had. So private schools versus public versus homeschooling versus online schooling, and or all girls or co-ed. Like it was like really fascinating. Everyone was like, oh my gosh, those are all things that totally form who I am. And it was, I think it was comforting for a lot of people to see like, wow, I don't have to fit in any one box. Like I'm supposed to be this myriad of things. And 
And it was fun kind of watching some of those light bulbs go off in students as we talked about it. So, um, yeah, so, so thank you for sharing the activity with us in yeah. our training and then giving us a chance to practice more with just the student leaders we're working with. Yeah, no, certainly. Uh, and I think one of the things also important to uh, remember is that, you know, we're all individuals, um, and while there are cultures, you know, with a lot of commonalities, um, you know, people who belong to a particular culture have a lot of similar experiences and all that. Um, still, the surf, uh, you know, what's below the surface can oftentimes be very different, um, mm -hmm. just because of you know where they were raised. So, you know, I'm a Latino. So I, I think, at least, I think I am. Um, you know, I, I can't, it, it's funny because, you know, I, I was, when I was, uh, went to school in Peru, uh, one of the things that they taught us was that I was an American because America is a continent, right? Mm -hmm. And so in Peru, they always, they always, you know, that's part of our education is we're Peruvians, we're Americans. I came to the United States, and that's when I was told I wasn't an American, I was a Hispanic. Um, and, and then eventually, after some time, I also started taking some uh, courses in college uh, to learn about the Chicano experience. Um, and so it, it kind of brought some questions about my own identity and who I was. So I'm an immigrant uh, who came at a very young age, um, identify as Latino. Um, but, you know, you put me in the same room with my wife, who's also Latina, who came to the U.S. at a younger age than, than, than me. And um, our lives are completely different, right? Mm -hmm. Not only because we're different nationalities, the way we were raised is different. Um, but somehow we're, we're like part of the same culture, this broader Latino culture. But yet we're so different as well. And I think that's the beauty of culture is like you can't say everybody from this particular group is like this. There's similarities. Um, and, you know, you can kind of make generalizations. Um, but that's not um, the totality. And that's why I always say when you encounter a person of a different culture, you have to be open to being surprised by the experience. Um, because I believe, I personally believe this, is that if you're encountering another human being and you're learning about their culture, you're learning about their values, you're learning about the way that they engage with the divine and other things. For me, it's a mystical experience where you are discovering another phase of God, mm -hmm. right? Um, and God reveals um, the totality of who God is through every one of us. Mm -hmm. And so you can't box God into, you know, one, one thing because you look at the world and so diverse, so complicated, but it's such a fun journey mm -hmm. to go on that discovery and to be surprised every time by the divine. I always say that. So, awesome. Well, I think that might be all we have for today. Is there any other thing that uh, you wanted to last touch upon? Yeah, I just, just want to say that I'm excited, uh, looking forward to, um, you know, this <laughs> interesting mm -hmm. semester. Yeah. Um, but open to the joy of, you know, discovering something new. Um, I hope that, you know, all the first year students will come around to the CCE. Yeah. Um, just, you know, not, not just participate in our programming, but um, come and just get to know uh, the people in this place. Uh, come and share your, bring your story. 
so that we can enrich the story of others. Um, and I'm always open for, you know, conversation. I have free coffee here. So if anybody's looking for free coffee. You did um, offer it as soon as we walked in. You yeah. Coffee. <laughs> we have coffee, tea, hot chocolate. Yeah. Um, you know, so we try to try to keep our little uh, little pantry there uh, full uh, with the essentials. Uh, and, um, you know, and we also have food uh, oftentimes in our programs. Uh, so, you know, if, if, yes. if you want to try some good tacos or, you know, tamales and um, other things, we have Jamaican uh, chicken ones. Uh, so we have a lot of different things. So, yeah. We've uh, definitely come down to, to celebrate with you. So yeah. that definitely was super fun. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, in general, I really like what you said about openness. You know, I think um, that's like a really good piece of advice. Is there any other advice you would have for first year students or any student living in the residence halls about um, conversations about culture, about race, and moving forward? Yeah, I think, I, you know, what I would want to say to the incoming freshmen is, um, you know, take it one day at a time. Uh, it's going to be an interesting journey. Your, your journey is, is, is very unique in so many ways. Um, and I think we're all going into this, um, you know, with, with open, uh, with open minds in the sense of none of us have experienced this. <laughs> um, so, you know, be, um, just take care of yourself, you know, make sure that, that you're okay, you're eating well, you're taking care of your mental sanity, you're engaging with people, you're connecting with others. Um, just take care of yourself. And then, um, and then be open to the surprises that college life is going to, um, you know, put in front of you. Um, there's a lot of opportunities for growth. Um, one of the things that I've always I, I heard is that if you're in a new situation and somehow you're feeling uncomfortable, um, stay there and figure out why you're feeling uncomfortable because oftentimes that is a sign of growth. Because if you're always feeling comfortable, if you're always kind of riding the nice wave, there isn't much growth going on there. You know, you're, you're in a state of sort of bliss. Um, but whenever you're starting to feel like you're being stretched, your values are being challenged, your ideas are being, you know, in, in some way confronted with a new reality, stay in that place and figure out why. Not, I'm not saying change your ideas, change the way you are, <laughs> but to stay with that, wrestle with that, and use that as an opportunity for growth because uh, I, I, I think that's how life helps you grow. You know, it throws all these different things at you. And then when you come out at the, on the other side, you look back and you say, huh, there was a reason for all of that. There's a purpose for all of that. Um, so try to enjoy it as much as you can. Um, and, you know, seek out the support that you need. Um, you know, residence life is full of great people. Um, through community directors, um, and then in our campus we have counseling services, we have the CCE campus activities. There's a lot, uh, there are a lot of people here who uh, want to see you succeed, want to see you have the best experience that you can have, and uh, you're not alone. You know? like you're never alone. There will be either a phone call away from somebody, an email away from somebody, or just step into someone's office and, and chat. My office is always open, and, and I mean that. My office is always open, so if you ever need to talk, just come over. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so thank much for the opportunity. Yes. Yeah. Thanks for hosting. Yeah. Yeah.
All right, so we want to hear from you about your thoughts on today's episode and ideas for future topics. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Living Catholic U or Catholic University Residence Life on Facebook to share your thoughts and stay in touch. Talk to you again soon. Bye. 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 Adios.